after week one, there's always players that you are rushing to the waiver wire to grab for week two. What we're going to try and do today is tell you who those players could be so you might be able to already grab them. You're already in the future. That's right. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. All righty. We are now how many days away? Three days. Is this is this three or is this two? This is three days away. Three kickoff. days. Three days away from kickoff. I don't know. Sheesh. I don't know. Uh, technically, it's two. I guess you can say. Two days away. It's I mean, well, no, because seven, eight, nine. Well, we're two days away, and then ninth is the day. Yeah, that that's right. So you can tell we're pretty good at math here. Mm-hmm. Just know that the game is on on Thursday. Okay, <laughs> it's at night time. Everyone knows that by now. <laughs> uh, it's Tuesday today. It's Tuesday, mm-hmm. September seventh. I am Zach. That is Badaki. We are not math majors, unfortunately. No. Quick maths. No, that's no. not us. Mm-mm. All right, we got a good pod for you today. I want to tell you first, though, if you have any need for fantasy advice this year. You want to ask, hey, is this a good trade? Hey, should I pick this player off the waivers? Hey, what do you guys think about this matchup? We call that the fantasy hotline. Correct. Okay, if you want direct access to myself and Badaki, or you can send us a question at any time and we can hit you with a reply, that is on the Close Friends Plus tier. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash fantasylandfam is how you sign up to that we got a bunch of people on there already, and it's been awesome helping people out throughout the year. And uh, hopefully, if you you know need any more help, that could be a resource for you. Friendly reminder, it is an awesome way to support the show as well, Badaki. Yeah, absolutely. If you just, like Zach said, need some help, um, have any questions, please let us know. We had hundreds and hundreds of people last year. Every single day, we woke up with hundreds of messages saying this or that. You know, should I start sit? What about this? And we were answering everyone's questions. This year is a little bit different. Community is bigger. So we just want to prioritize you and, you know, yeah, make sure that we're giving you the best advice at all times. A hundred percent. Should we get into need to know news? Absolutely. What is going on here? Your boy, Mark Andrews, got the bag. Yeah. My guy. Mm-hmm. Four years, $56 million extension. I mean, <laughs> Lamar's favorite target is staying in Baltimore long term. Yeah, it's, it's so f- interesting to me. They lost two guys right now. Justice Hill, J.K. Dobbins for the year. Rashad Bayman's missing the first three. He was like, you know what? Maybe we just need to throw some money at somebody so they can stay healthy somehow. Uh, I think Andrews was always in the plans, though. Maybe this just made them realize, hey, we should probably do this earlier rather than later. Yeah, probably. But yeah, this is is great news if you are Mark Andrews' owner, especially in Dynasty. Um, The longevity there for Mark Andrews, the worth for him, um, just goes up now with that four-year extension and Lamar Jackson with the hopes Lamar Jackson is going to resign, which we all believe he will get a contract extension. Absolutely. I agree. All right. Justice Hill suffered a torn Achilles at practice. Another Ravens running back goes down, Mm -hmm. which means they are working out other running backs, including Le'Veon Bell and Devonta Freeman. If you've 
gone out to the waiver wire and picked up Le'Veon Bell, Devonta Freeman. Just want to remind you, they're not good running backs. I, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's worth a chance, but when is the last time you've seen Le'Veon Bell on the field and thought, geez, he's a guy who could carry an offense? What about Devonta Freeman? So yeah, I, I get it. I'm, I think I'm more worried about Gus Edwards now, to be honest, because if they bring in a Le'Veon Bell, Devonta Freeman, those aren't like, you know, guys who are just a Justice Hill role who who can only pass catch. Absolutely, they can do more things, mm-hmm. but again, they are way past their prime. At the end of the day, this doesn't really change my mind on anything. I don't know about you though. Does it? Will it make you worry about anything? Or I definitely agree that it would make me worry about Gus Edwards because they're going to try to force the ball to one of these guys, whoever gets signed. You know, Justice Hill knew the offense. It's going to take time for them to, you know, get used to this offense. Whoever does sign. Both of these guys, well, not really both, but Le'Veon Bell is a pass-catching back, so I can see that that becoming, if he does sign with the Ravens, taking that opportunity away from Gus. Mm. Um, but that's not all that he is. That's yeah. that's what could potentially be worrying is he exactly. doesn't just do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, let's not forget about the hype of Tyson Williams, right, mm. over there in, in Baltimore. So just don't drop anyone super valuable for Le'Veon Bell. I just, I don't think you're going to see that panning out for you long-term. Yeah. Good news for Clyde. Clyde expected to play Sunday versus the Browns. Great news. Obviously, if you're a a fantasy owner and you, you know, committed to Clyde, even with that ankle injury, the high, or I think it was high ankle or mid ankle sprain um, in the preseason, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I wasn't worried about Clyde coming into this into this year after even with the news I knew he was going to be healthy he had enough time to recover from that so once again if you yep. have Clyde great news great news Saquon Barkley report comes out that he is expected to potentially play week 1 versus the Broncos uh I know you're excited about this mhm yes obviously you're a Giants fan yeah <laughs> obviously I'm a Giants fan I've I've always knew in my heart that Saquon was going to play week one, whether the workload was 50, uh, 50, 50, 60, 40, whatever the case may be. I still believe he is going to at least give you 10 to 15 fantasy points, even at a 50% workload, which is decent when he gets to a hundred percent workload. I mean, the sky's the limit really, depending on how they're going to be using Saquon this year. So uh, I'm not my thought process. Mm -hmm. I want to be facing people who have Saquon Barkley week one. I, I genuinely want to be in that. I could be very wrong. Yeah. But I want to be in the situation where people have to make a tough decision. I mean, if he plays, you start him, right? Yeah. But there's no doubt about it. What if he only gets eight touches? Like, I, I think we are maybe, yeah, he could play. Mm-hmm. He could be active. But that doesn't mean he's going to get 15 touches in that game or 20 touches. You know, I think it'll probably be more around eight to, to 10. So I actually want to be playing the person who has to make that decision. Personally, yeah, I think we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what the touches look like. Uh, obviously, this offense is a little bit different. Uh, it just once again, I think minimum if Saquon can probably at least get you 10 points, it's not exciting, but that's that's decent. You know, I'm I, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not, you know, Gus Edward is not guaranteed to get you 10 points. Darrell Henderson is not guaranteed to get you 10 points and they're quote unquote expected to have. I feel better m- about them start starting them than Saquon. Yeah, I think for me, I will still start Saquon. Not not as a diehard Giants fan, just as a an owner, you know, as an owner, fantasy owner. I'm just more 
ex- not excited, but more comfortable starting Saquon rather than Gus Edwards because I don't know what that offense is going to look like rather than a Darrell Henderson because I don't know what that offense is going to look like. So that's my I've, thought process. I've publicly avoided Saquon Barkley, and I think it's for this reason. I just don't yeah. know. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be in the scenario where I have to take a risk and, and figure it out. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Yeah. It's happened before. Brandon Ayuk returns to practice. Ayuk he was out about 10 days with the hamstring injury. So it sounds like he's going to be ready for week one. Mm-hmm. But it's never good for your wide receiver to start the year dealing with a hamstring injury, is it? No, never good. Look, it looks like he, he rested. He was out nearly almost two weeks. He's going to practice in a very limited fashion. Um, if he does come in, even with that hamstring injury, he's going to work through it. That's not exciting. That's not what you want to hear. But it's good that he is on pace to play yeah. week one coming into the season. Zach Martin, uh, all pro guard for the Cowboys, will miss week one with COVID. I don't know if he has COVID. I just know that he's in that protocol. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I can't tell you the amount of people who said, oh, my God, do I start Zeke? Guys, come Come on. on. If Ezekiel (laughs) Elliott's on your team, you are starting Ezekiel Elliott, okay? I know they're playing a good defense. I agree. They're playing a great defense, okay? Dak Prescott is back. This offense will be better, and they're going to need to score points. There's just no scenario that Zeke should be on your bench, right? Yeah, yeah. there's no scenario. If you're thinking about sitting Zeke because, yes, the one piece of the offensive line is missing, that, the rest of the offensive line is back. Still, They're yeah. still there. If, it's a tough matchup, but... Yeah, it's definitely a tough matchup, but come on, it's Zeke. He's Whether he's not going to... If he doesn't run the ball well, he's going to catch the ball well. It's either or. Or he'll do both, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> All right. We are going to get into our segment soon, but first we want to let you know that support for Fantasyland is brought to you by Manscaped. Come on. That's right. The best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Okay. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Yes. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust the Manscaped brand for their jewels. With this exclusive offer, we are going to get you 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Okay. Use the code FL20 at manscaped.com again for 20% off your order plus free shipping worldwide. I've said this on many live streams, Badaki. Right. Again, I don't even know if I can say this because it's I'm kind of creating my own tagline, but it's just <laughs> I've said this to you. If you don't take your ball seriously, who will? And, and I ask I'm gonna ask the rest of the community this right now. If you don't take your ball seriously, who will? You and I have had the lawnmower mm-hmm. for lawnmower 4.0. I don't know, a couple months now, and I've loved using it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I think my one of my favorite things is definitely that is waterproof. I was talking to Zach, and he was like, why don't you just use the other shaver in the shower? Yeah. I, no, I like to have the shower on hitting me while I'm shaving, so the the hair just falls off easier, I think, in my personal opinion. So I like the waterproof um, aspect of the Manscaped, uh, and also has a nice little light. I know you turned off the yeah. turn off your lights, and then you kind of experienced that, huh? Yeah, I turned the lights off in my bathroom because I could not believe there was an LED light on <laughs> my body trimmer. And I was just experimenting as one does. And then my wife walked in and was like, what's what's going on here? And I just had to be 100% honest. I said, look, 
I'm testing the, I'm testing the lawnmower right now. She's like, what does that mean? And it was a conversation, but anyway, <laughs> it does work. Uh, literally this is all, all that you could ever want in a body trimmer mm-hmm. is in the lawnmower 4.0. We got a special code for you. 20% off plus free shipping with the code FL20 at manscaped.com. We will thank you for supporting the show, but your balls will also thank you for mm-hmm. taking them seriously. All right, let's get into a little pre-segment that we have, okay? It's about to get into the start-sit season, okay? Yes. Who do I start? Who do I sit? Matchups and and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And we put in our Discord channel, Hey guys, hit us with your hardest questions, and we're gonna we're gonna choose one or two to talk about on the podcast, okay? And by the way, if you want to join our Discord, solo.to slash fantasyland football, you can join our Discord there. Great community. And we try and get them involved within our content as well. We have two start sit scenarios, okay? Okay. And the first one is Corey Davis at the Panthers or Michael Pittman versus the Seahawks, Badaki. Yeah, this is difficult. Uh, it's actually really hard for me to kind of pick somebody here. Corey Davis is on a new team. Pittman, you know, year two in this offense. Hopefully with Carson Wentz coming in, if not Jacob Eason. I think I have to go with the proven guy. Technically, they're both proven. But the one that knows this offense more that has been on this team a lot longer and that's Michael Pittman. They're going against the Seahawks, too, which last year had a terrible defense. They haven't really improved yeah. or brought anyone in to help this defense. So it has to be Pittman for me. I'm not excited about it, but it has to be. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Jack, who asked this question over mm-hmm. here on Discord. Um, I have been thinking about this one for a while. I think I'm going to go Corey Davis, okay? I don't think there's a wrong answer because there's a lot of unknowns right now. Michael Pittman versus the Seahawks. I agree, not not the best defense. Carson Wentz coming back from that injury. What will that look like? Corey Davis has been with Zach Wilson this entire offseason. Has yes. built that rapport. Mm-hmm. And I understand you're saying, well, they're at the you know at the Panthers. Are we not worried about the first overall cornerback in this year's draft, J.C. Horn? To which I would reply, he's not proven anything yet in the NFL. So no, you should not be afraid to. Yeah. start a wide receiver who's playing him yet until he proves himself within the NFL. So I think he's, you know, in, in a game where Zach Wilson is going to want to prove himself, he's he's going to need some sort of consistency. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be looking towards Corey Davis a lot during that game. I think Michael Pittman maybe has a higher upside. I think he has a higher upside, but in this scenario, I'm going to take risk aversion and go with Corey Davis to kind of play a little bit safer he might end up scoring less points, but I feel better about the range of outcomes for Corey Davis than Michael Pittman. Yeah, look, it, it, it kind of goes back and forth. You know, obviously, Michael Pittman, I, I'd bring all these things to scenario. Michael Pittman's playing at home. He's playing against Seattle. It seems like they're going to have to be scoring a, scoring a lot against the Seattle defense or the Seattle team. Yes, Jonathan Taylor is there, but who else is there? Paris Campbell, we don't know. Zach Pascal, we don't know. You know, there's not that many you know, weapons other than the running back room there in Indianapolis. So I'm just, and even with Jacob Eason, we saw he did decent in preseason. We're not excited about it, but Pittman for me, I get yours. So second one is Devonta Smith at the Falcons in his debut, if you will, as I say it over there in the UK Mm -hmm. in his debut, 
or Debo Samuel at the Lions. And this one was brought to us by Sean mm-hmm. from New Zealand, Barry, over there in Discord. Devonta Smith or Debo Badaki? Yeah, once again, it kind of comes back into who's proven. I like Devonta Smith. I love Devonta Smith. It's such a good matchup against the Falcons. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they were probably the f- number one team that gave up the most de- uh, points to wide receivers. Um, or not, and not number one, but at least in the top five. And then Debo's playing the Lions. I would have to say Debo. Once again, proven guy. Hopefully he can stay healthy. If he does stay healthy, obviously Brandon Ayuk is dealing with a hamstring injury. If he not, if he doesn't play for week one, Brandon Ayuk, Debo is going to be getting a lot of touches. I'm I'm on the Debo train. I think it's two reasons specifically that I can point you towards. Mm-hmm. One quarterback play. Jimmy G has a connection with Debo. Okay, that connection is solidified. I don't know what the connection looks like yet with Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith. I know he's the most talented wide receiver there. Right. But I know what I know already with Jimmy G and Debo. And the second reason is risk aversion, right? Like I think Devonta Smith probably has the higher upside in this matchup, but I am wanting to take a safer approach in week one than just starting a rookie who has never played in the NFL before. So that's why I'm going Debo. I I see it on on the same page as you. Man, I mean, the Lions and Falcons, these are two great matchups. I think you're going to be safe either way, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to play the safe play with Debo there. I think so. And by the way, guys, we are going to be going live for our first start sit on Saturday night. I'm pretty sure that's going to be 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday night before Sunday kickoff. We're going to be answering all your start sit questions. Zach and I will be live here on YouTube and on Twitch. So stay tuned for that and get all your start sit questions ready. Yeah, youtube.com slash fantasylandfootball, twitch.tv slash fantasylandfootball. And we want to let you know, I I think if you guys know us, you probably have heard about this before, but we are launching a brand new show, Mm -hmm. which is called Talk It Up. Let's go. Okay. This show, the whole basis of this show is for us to react to games together live, be with our friends, have bands, and just have a place for you to hang out during the games. And we're excited about it. We've been putting a lot of effort into it. It's an entirely, entirely newly branded show. Mm-hmm. It will be on our Twitch, on our YouTube. We want you to be there if you can make it. It's, it's a big, big moment for us. We're really excited about it. And we're also doing a signed jersey giveaway, an Amari Cooper signed jersey giveaway. Who is that through, Badaki? That's through RSA, Rochester Sports. Super simple, super easy to enter. Like... Follow us on Instagram, Fantasyland Football. Follow RSA on Instagram as well. That should also be in, in our Instagram. And then all you have to do is follow us on Twitch. And then yep. all, and then I think one more other thing, if I'm not join mistaken. Join us live. And join us live. Yeah, absolutely. So just follow those three steps. Super simple, super easy. Come through and then win an assigned Amari Cooper jersey, which is free, by the way. Once again, yeah. this is free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's actually not as many people who have signed up that we thought would. Yeah. So I think it improves your odds if, if you do sign up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, if you sign up, your odds are improved rather than not signing up. That mm-hmm. makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Quick maps. During the live show, Badaki's wifey, well, soon to be wifey, yes. is going to be handling the giveaway and updating it while we are live. So, I mean, you got plenty of time to sign up if you want. And we will announce the winner at the end of our first ever live show, Talk It Up. 
Would love for you guys to be there. Let's get into the show. I mean, the actual segment, like the big, big dog of the, of the podcast. Yeah, big, big dog. The big dog, we're calling this waiver wire watch list, okay? After week one, there are always big names that people want to pick up off the waiver wire. Last year, it was James Robinson. In years before, it was Darren Waller. Yeah. There's always people who end up breaking out week one, and then everyone's rushing to the waiver wire to get them for week two. Right. So what we decided is let's do a podcast where we tell people about players that we're interested in having on our team to see what happens. In this scenario, there's no risk picking up these guys. No, you pick them up, either they have a role and they're great, or they don't, and you drop them going into week two. So mm-hmm. we're going to bring you, I think, 10 to 12 names here. We're going to briefly talk about them. But hopefully, if you have a free roster spot, you know, we'll also tell you the priority of each player. You know, uh, you, you might be able to pick up one of these guys and just see what happens. Maybe there's upside there that is unexplored. So let's go to running backs first. The Jets backfield is probably the most wide open competition for any backfield in football, maybe other than the Texans, but you don't want the Texans. Yeah, you don't you don't want the Texans. The Jets is definitely wide open. Obviously, it's Tevin Coleman for us. The, the guys on this list is Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson. Tevin Coleman is rostered in 38% of leagues, and Ty Johnson is rostered in 18% of leagues, which means that they're they're on your waiver wires. Okay. Yep. They're available right now. Opportunity. And you know, when we think about waiver wire, we think of opportunity. Who's is who's gonna be a guy that can continue to grow in his role? and have the opportunity to be successful in fantasy. And these guys definitely do. Obviously, there's a lot of hype in Michael Carter, yeah. but that has kind of fallen, and these guys have been rising. Well, I want to I want to quickly say on that, do not drop Michael Carter. Yes, don't. Please don't. Don't drop Michael Carter, because he has, out of all three of these guys, the highest upside. But for the next five weeks, six, seven, eight weeks, maybe it is the entire year. It's hard to say with that situation. I feel like Tevin Coleman is one of the most valuable guys on this list that we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Seems like the clear guy to lead this offense. With all due respect to Ty Johnson, he's not a very big body. I don't think he's going to have much opportunity on the goal line. That seems like that would be Tevin Coleman, Coleman's um, role. So rostered in only 38% of leagues. I have him in many leagues, Tevin Coleman, because he seems to be the guy who's going to probably get 15 touches in this backfield. And like you said... And something that we have said quite often, often opportunity is more important than talent in fantasy football. It is all opportunity based. So if Tevin Coleman's on, you know, your waiver wire, he might be worth a pickup if there's someone on your bench that you don't need. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Tevin Coleman is probably one of the most valuable guys on this list already. Uh, you know, I just want to touch on Ty Johnson. The reason he's on this list is because he did have a good preseason. We saw a great opportunity. He he caught the ball in the backfield. Uh, he kind of reminds me of a, a James Y.S. role um, there in, right. in New York. So, once again, not somebody that we're really excited about, but a guy that can potentially give you PPR opportunity on your bench if you do need somebody in a flex position or somebody goes down later on in the year. Ty Johnson, once again, 18%. Rostered in 18% of leagues. I mean, why not take a shot? We can agree that if both are available, Coleman's the one to pick up. 100%. Right? 100%. Okay, cool. And look, we're not telling you to drop like guys on your bench that are already high upside. This mm-hmm. is if you have free spots. You know, If you're thinking about dropping someone and, and you need other guys. Uh, the second running back on this list 
is Kenneth Gainwell, mm-hmm. rostered in 37% of leagues. Obviously, the Eagles' depth chart at running back is a little bit sketchy after Miles Sanders, a little bit hard to figure out. <laughs> yeah. We know that Jordan Howard is gone. Yes. Right? A lot of people worried, oh, my God, Jordan Howard's going to play a massive role. No, he's not. He's gone. Okay, so it's Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, right? And then Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. A lot of people are high on Boston Scott, and I understand, you know, the reports out of camp. However, I do believe that Kenneth Gainwell is the more talented player and has a better chance to form like a Naeem Hines type role within that offense. Do you agree? I mean, if Miles Sanders was to go down, feels like Kenneth Gainwell would be very valuable. Yeah, if Miles Sanders was to go down... I think Kenneth Gainwell will be the pass catching back where Boston Scott will be more of like, let's, you know, we're going to go, we're going to give him the the touches on the ground. So I I do agree with you. Kenneth Gainwell is a guy that I do have in many leagues, especially in in deeper leagues. Uh, And dynasty. Yeah. In dynasty. This is a guy that I see great opportunity. Once again, this is a lot of these, a lot of these thought processes coming off of, opportunity and maybe some inkling of what we have or preseason performances he performed great during preseason in Kenneth Gainwell so I I'm excited about Kenneth Gainwell this is another guy that I see as a James White s role guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield and kind of do something give you opportunity in some weeks yeah speaking of James White he's also on this list rostered in 31 percent of leagues once again, opportunity. James White is always a guy that also surprises. You know, mm-hmm. last always. year, last year you see some times where James Wright is on the waiver wires and he's dropping 14, 15 points sometimes, and you're surprised, like, wow, why isn't he picked up? And then you pick him up, and then he doesn't do anything the next week. Mm-hmm. Why not start off having James White on your roster? You know, solidifying, yeah, solidifying it. See what happens, and then maybe you can sell him in an upside. Somebody gets hurt, something happens. Sell him on, on, you know, sell him high at that time. So why not keep him a guy that can once again plug in? You can plug in in your flex spot if somebody goes down. Some whatever the case may be, James White, I think is a good opportunity uh, for you to pick up in your leagues. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's an it's a no risk pickup. I think the Mac Jones effect has a part to play here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Rookie quarterback, probably on third downs, will do some checkdowns. I think James White will have that third down role still. You know, I don't think Damien Harris is going to be, a, you know, a three down back. I think I James White will have that third down role. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be helpful for a guy like Mac Jones stepping into the NFL. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. Okay, we have quite a few wide receivers on this list. We'll start with the Patriot again. Nelson Aguilar, rostered in 50% of leagues. Outside of Kenny NYG, Nelson Aguilar was the highest paid wide receiver outside of Kenny G, right? Right. So (laughs) hopefully you would say money talks and there's a role that follows. For him to only be rostered in 50% of leagues, Cam Newton is gone. Mac Jones is there. I think this is a guy I'm I'm actually very, you know, happy to leave on my bench to see what happens. Yeah, you know, for me, Nelson Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar in a priority sense, I'm not necessarily screaming and running to get off the off the waiver wires, but it is yeah. a good opportunity to have him on your team. Um it's hard because what's so interesting about Nelson is that I wonder if they brought him in for Cam Newton. 
You know, I wonder if they already knew they were going to draft draft a quarterback and Mac Jones like. Nah, no, I mean, look, that I get it, but his contract is longer than a year, and they knew Mac Jones would be a starter at some point this year. Yeah, so, I mean, it all depends on what happens with Mac Jones. Why not take a chance? If you believe in Mac Jones and in Nelson Aguilar, why not stash him once again 50, rostered in 50% of leagues? Take a shot. Yeah, could be worth a shot. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. He's not, like, the highest guy on this list for me by any means, but... Someone has to be the leading wide receiver there. I think we agree it's Jacoby Myers, but what if it is Nelson Aguilar? <laughs> That'd be so interesting. And mm-hmm. it, everything we said would just be completely flipped. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen. All right, mm-hmm. Russell Gage rostered in 54% of leagues. I don't love this one. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I just really think it's going to be Pitts and Ridley, but I get the perspective from people rostering Russell Gage. He's available in almost half of every league. Are you are you going to roster Russell Gage if he's on the waiver wire? You know, in my last pick of the draft, or obviously if he is available in waiver wires, why not? Um, yeah. There is opportunity. I don't see it happening now. I think right. this is a guy that we could be talking about a little bit later where he could go off one game, two games, and then, you know, he's going to be on our, you know, waiver wire list and like week three or four but yeah i think right now is definitely a good opportunity to grab him though 54 percent rostered in leagues why not once again all these guys are why not take a chance yeah the next four wide receivers we're going to talk about are guys i'm i'm genuinely considering yes adding to my roster Mm -hmm. and uh let's start with brian edwards okay rostered in 45 percent of leagues uh over there in las vegas Here's the deal. Brian Edwards, you're going to find out week one if he has a role or not. Yes. You're going to find out instantly if he's a guy that's worth rostering. Well, surely You don't he have is. to wait a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, week one, there's been hype. There's been hype from the coach, but there's been hype from Derek Carr. Both have publicly stated that Brian Edwards is the guy as a wide receiver there. Yeah. Uh, We're going to find out. If he's not, drop him. But you might have a top 30 wide receiver on your hands. If he gets again, opportunity is more important than talent. He's very talented too. Yeah. And what's so interesting and what really opens up for Brian Edwards is that John Ross, you know, he requested to, to be released. He's off the team. If I'm not John mis- Brown, John Brown, sorry, John Ross, John Brown, shout out to Bob Ross, actually great painter. RIP. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, John Brown, I'm um, requested to to lead the team, and now Brian Edwards has the opportunity there to be this yeah. number one guy, Hunter Renfro, and who else? Honestly, besides yeah, Darren, well, there besides are obviously Darren Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. So Henry Ruggs is a guy that you know could be on this list as well. I feel like Henry Ruggs is more of a deep ball threat. Yeah, and it feels like if someone's going to be force fed targets, that would be Brian Edwards, right? Yeah. Again, you take a shot, you'll know week one. If he's worth keeping on your team or not. Why not? Okay. All right. Randall Cobb is the second guy uh, that we are seriously considering bringing up here on this wide receiver list. Rostered in 32% of leagues, Badaki. Is that surprising to you? I feel like we would have expected more roster percentage. I would expect him more. I mean, the way he came back to this team, Aaron Rodgers says, I'm coming back and you need to bring back Randall Randall Cobb. And you're only only 32% of leagues have him. I mean, he there's opportunity once again there. Yeah, he has 
you know, probably the most chemistry with Randall Cobb on, out of anyone on this team, even over Devontae Adams. Wait, Randall Cobb has the most chemistry with Randall Cobb. Sorry, with Aaron Rodgers. Because, um, <laughs> you know, obviously he had a really long history with him. So I I have him in a couple leagues. Am I, mm. you know, like I, I'm taking a shot. If there was anyone on this wide receiver list, I think for me, maybe Randall Cobb is the number one guy. Uh, because we I, see that differently, but yeah. I get it. Yeah, I just like the opportunity there. Aaron Rodgers, he's going to use him. He's going to. Okay. I, I yeah, I, I don't see it as he's probably the fourth guy out of the four players we're talking about. For you, you know that we're that we're going to pick up. Yeah. Well, okay. Why don't we rank them at the very end? Okay. Okay. So the second one is uh, I just keep saying second. Terrace Marshall. Okay, out of Carolina, rostered in forty-two percent of leagues. I see the interest in Terrace Marshall. Hey, why not see if there's that chemistry with Sam Donald week one? You know, let's see right. if it pops off. Right. The issue is Terrace seems like a player who could take time to really develop a role within this offense. There's already good wide receivers around him. So it is worth a shot, but this one is one that might not pay off straight away, unfortunately, which is maybe a reason to avoid that waiver wire pickup. Yeah, look, one I agree with you. It's going to be more of a long, a long play with Terrence Marshall, but the way that we saw him being used in preseason was a lot of over the middle passes, not a lot of one on one balls that you expected him to kind of or have that role in, which we saw a glimpse of it. But Terrence Marshall, I saw him in the middle of the field, and I wonder if they're going to be use, utilizing him a lot in the middle of the field and more DJ Moore be the long guy. And then, you know, Robbie can just be an overall guy, overall player guy, gadget guy. So it's interesting what's going to happen. I like Terrence Marshall. Why not, once again, take a chance on a guy that has upside? Tyrell Williams, the last wide receiver on this list over there in Detroit. Maybe the least talented of the list, no disrespect, but maybe the best opportunity, okay? Mm. Someone's got to be the number one wide receiver in Detroit, Tyrell seems to be the best chance of obtaining that role. <laughs> yeah, the best chance so far. Rashad uh, Perryman is gone, right? Yeah, so sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, Perryman's gone. Who else is there? Obviously, the rookie in St. Brown. But if there was a guy that did have high upside that we do believe and we do know Jared Goff likes to target wide receivers, Tyrell Williams is that guy. Why not take a chance? I love Tyrell Williams. Um, when I say love, I mean, I like him. He's in the upper tier in this wide receiver group, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Right. That, I was like, you that's, love that's, Tyrell that's, that's what I mean by I love Tyrell Williams. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he has a, a good chance. Did you see Jared Goff come out and say that the Lions are going to win the division? I mean, wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's like, hey, bro, it's, it's great that you believe that, but that's yeah. maybe one of those things you don't publicly say you gotta talk it up honestly the lions have won i think three division titles in 60 years if if jared golf comes out and win and wins this the division matthew stafford he wasn't the guy well matthew stafford could still win the super bowl look <laughs> the lions aren't winning more than four or five games okay <laughs> like there's there's literally no way yeah we'll see at least in my opinion yeah we'll see we'll all see. right so out of these wide receivers okay I personally 
would be having Brian Edwards as my number one guy mm-hmm. to pick up. And then it gets a little sketchy for me. I, I'm I'm thinking probably Tyrell Williams, Randall Cobb, then Terrace Marshall out of those four. The reason I say that is because I think, again, it's going to take a while to see if that Tara Mar- Terrace Marshall pickup will actually pay off. So I think Brian Edwards is my number one pickup out of these wide receivers. What about you? For me, is Randall Cobb. If I had to put it in order, Randall Cobb, Tyrell Williams, and then Brian Edwards, and then the rest... I think they're all pretty even. Whoever is available, whoever you believe has has the better upside, you can go with. Um, yeah. Yeah, Terrence Marshall will probably have to be the last guy on the list for sure. All right, we're going to finish with tight ends here. And there's two tight ends. Number one is Zach Ertz, okay? <laughs> I feel like we're all sleeping on Zach Ertz for some reason. Yeah. Rostered in 47% of leagues, so he is pretty available are we sure Dallas Goddard is going to be more valuable than Zach Ertz this year? There is a lot of talks. The The whole language with Zach Ertz has flipped. You know, he requested a trade. They were going to trade him, this and that. And then head coach is gone. Um, Doug Peterson, if I'm not mistaken, um, obviously was the head coach. I don't know if it's Doug Peterson. I, I, want, to say Doug, I want to say Doug Marone for some reason. Doug uh, Peterson. But Doug he's Peterson, gone. he's gone. I think that's where the tur- tur- turmoil was. <laughs> now Zach Ertz is going to be, he has a new relationship with his head coach, new relationship with yeah. this quarterback. This offense is going to look different. It's probably a clean slate for him. Mm. So yeah, that I narrative is a clean slate. That ah. narrative seems ideal, feels ideal, feels like there's opportunity, but we don't know what that narrative actually is for this team. He's a guy that's probably not rostered in most redraft leagues, and he could be just as valuable as Dallas Goddard on any week. I, and this is why I've been avoiding Dallas Goddard in every league, because Zach Ertz is still there. I didn't. We, none of us thought that would be the case, right? I mean, yeah. that was a surprise to us. Yeah, we we Sec- were talking all along that he was going to uh-huh. get traded in the offseason. Yeah, didn't happen, did it? Mm-mm. All right, second and last guy on this list is Gerald Everett. Rostered in 42% of leagues. Again, opportunity. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, who is the third receiving option. David Moore is gone, who was their wide receiver three last year. They only have, I think, four or five wide receivers rostered. Maybe Everett, the hybrid type tight end, will play a role in this offense. And I think you'll find out pretty early on if that is the case. He could be worth a pickup if you need to tie it in. Yeah, absolutely. I have I have Gerald in, in a couple of leagues. I do see a tremendous upside with him. It just depends on when that's going to happen. I do believe Russ is going to target him though. It opens up it opens it up for for DK and Tyler Lockett. Gerald Everett's going to be in the middle of the field, a, a competent tight end that can catch the ball and be dangerous with his legs. He, he's going to play a role. What that looks like, we don't know. But take a chance. I think if there was one guy. It's Joe Everett in the wide receiver waiver wire room. Or All right, let's, 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 give, let, room. let's give our top four from this entire list for people okay. in order of our priority. For me, I'll go first. Tevin Coleman is probably the most valuable player on this list, in my opinion, mm-hmm. as, as a waiver wire pickup. Mm-hmm. Second, I would put Brian Edwards. The hype is there, and the opportunity hopefully will follow. Okay. Third, I would have Tyrell Williams. 
And then fourth, I would probably have Gerald Everett. Who was your top four from this list? Yeah, so for me, it's Tevin Coleman. Excuse me. Tevin Coleman, James White. Then I'll have to say Randall Cobb and then Joe Everett. Okay. Yeah. We have a bonus. We have a bonus. Look, a lot of you probably stream defenses, okay? So we thought, what's the best defense next week that someone could pick up this week in just 200 IQ play? If you have an extra roster spot on your bench... And uh, the Cleveland Browns are rostered in 50% of leagues. And they play the Texans in week two. Come on. I promise you, any team in your league that is streaming defenses will be trying to get the Cleveland Browns for week two. No doubt about it. If you have an extra roster spot, pick them up now. Because that could be the difference between you winning or losing week two. Every win is so crucial in fantasy football. Yeah, absolutely. And they play the Chiefs this week. So I would assume that they're, they are are available in a lot of leagues. 50% currently, trust me, they're going to be available. If not, you must have a Cleveland Brown fan in the in the midst there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Cleveland Brown's great, great defense for week two. I mean, I'm picking A little bonus. One. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> the issue is though, is like our I just don't want to drop other players for yeah. defense. It's hard. That's my issue. It's definitely hard. Um, maybe if you want, take the you can take the L and grab the Cleveland Browns defense now. Get ready right. for week two. Right. Unless you already have a good matchup though. Yeah. It's difficult. I, I hope this was helpful for you guys. I, I do imagine some of these players being on our waiver wire podcast for next week. Uh, things are going to be a little bit different with Waiver Wire podcast this year. Uh, it's going to be a much shorter podcast for the Waiver Wires, much more informational. And uh, we hope that it, it helps you make some decisions. Um, we want to be able to give you the information as quick as possible so That's you right. can make the decisions that you need. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything you want to say to close the show here, Badaki? No, talk it up. Once again, talk it up every Thursday and Sunday night games. We're going to be going live on YouTube, youtube.com slash fantasylandfootball and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash fantasylandfootball as well. That link is in the solo uh, link if you want in any description that you're either listening to this podcast or watching this podcast, wherever you may be, it's in the description. The link is there. Thursday night, yep. we're going to be live for the kickoff. Bucks and Cowboys. Free Amari, free signed Amari Cooper jersey. Uh-huh. Enter. Come on. Enter to win. Let's go. Don't miss out. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We will see you tomorrow. We have a nice little surprise for that podcast. We will see you there. See you there. Hey. hey. Yeah, you. The one listening to this podcast. You made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now. Like no one's watching. Because you, you deserve it. <laughs>